0: I wanted to break away from the podcast for just a minute to thank the sponsor of this episode. Now, if you've ever wanted to start a podcast, or if you've already started one but find it hard to do, why don't you try Anchor.fm? That's what I'm using for this podcast. Anchor.fm is the easiest, most flexible way to publish a podcast on the market. You can record, edit, add music, or anything else directly from your phone. That's what I'm doing for this ad. I'm recording it from my phone. You can record it from a tablet or your desktop. Best of all, it's free. Totally free. So, if you ever wanted to start a podcast and all the distributions handled by Anchor, everything's handled by Anchor, just try Anchor.fm and you'll become a raving fan like I am. And I want to thank them for sponsoring this episode. Now, back into the episode. <laughs>
1: Welcome to the Discover You Podcast with your host, James Hooper, spiritual and personal discovery author, speaker, teacher, and coach. James helps you find who you were created to be and guides you to the most fulfilling life you can experience. On this podcast, we'll guide you through discovering what energizes and motivates you, why you think the way you think, act the way you act, and react the way you react. We'll learn together how to grow through spiritual truths to become the best version of yourself possible. If you haven't yet, please subscribe so you won't miss an episode. Also, you can go to your favorite podcast platform and leave a review and rating. This will help others find us so they can begin their own growth journey.
0: Well, I was having a thought the other day and kind of just worked it through my mind and was contemplating on it and i want to talk to you a little bit about the truth about change so if you go to dictionary.com uh, the first definition you come up to is says change means to make the form nature content future course etc of something different from what it is or from what it would be if left alone and so change is, you know, you can change a person's name, change your opinion, and change the course of history. So the word change is, uh, it can be a sexy word, it can be a buzzword. Politicians love to use the word change because it incites something into people and gets them excited about uh, possibly having someone new in office or actually someone that's currently in office that's going to make some changes. That's kind of a whole thing about the, the, the incumbent is being attacked because they're saying, the opponent is saying, we need to make changes, we need to make changes, we need to make changes. Well, the problem being is when, if they do get an office, it's almost impossible to make change because no one is willing to pay the price for change. In our nation, in your life, in your corporate world, in your church, it's hard to make change. Change doesn't sound good when you're comfortable. Change The word change, now I can tell you, for instance, I was brought into a situation, uh, church wanted me to come in and help them make some changes. They wanted me to help change, just change some things because they were just, they were bored of the way things had been, they were tired of the way things had been. They complained about the way things had been and how things were going, and so they brought, brought me in to make changes. And so I came in and I, I was there for a little while, kind of assessing things, uh, working with their worship team, bringing some change. Uh, you know, they were doing things, doing songs, uh, the contemporary worship songs they were trying to do, they were making them sound different. I mean, and so people are used to hearing those worship songs on the radio one way and then when they hear them a different way at church their mind is not it's their mind is processing the two ways in that if you would do it the same way it's done on radio or you know how people have heard it then they're more comfortable they can enter in that's the whole thing about worship this is not a teaching on worship but if you're going to make some changes in worship try to make your worship if, it's, if you're doing songs that are popular, that are on the radio currently, that people are already hearing, people already know, uh, especially with, you know, you've got YouTube and you've got Bethel, and you're getting all your songs from Bethel and from Hillsong and stuff like that, and they know it a, sp- a certain way, and then if you say, well, we're gonna make, put our flavor to it, well, that's, that's okay, but if you change it so much, change the rhythm of it, change the, the way you say the words, you know, the cadence of the words, People are going to spend most of their time during worship trying to process that change and they're not going to enter into worship. So there's a little worship teaching. So anyway, we're brought into this church and so one of the things I was, I talked to the pastor and said, you know, this is one of the things I feel like we need to, we could make a change. We could make uh, things more streamlined in the order of the service, the way they did services and and they are a traditional Pentecostal church so they come in and, and have Sunday school and then they have service. And so what they were doing was they were coming in to the auditorium, the worship team was getting set up, they were doing a, a worship song and then uh, having a prayer and then releasing everybody to their classes. Well, that took up you know a good 10 minutes or so by the time you know whoever's leading that gets up and talks and, and does what they wanna say and so, they're taking up a good 10 minutes well then they go into the classes five minute transition time and then the teachers would have a good 45 to 50 minutes to teach and so like at 10 till they would ring a bell you know and so that was the warning so five minutes later five till they'd ring another bell saying okay it's time to leave classes so by the time they get out of the classes and get transitioned into service it's right at 11 o'clock well then the worship team does a good you know 20-25 minutes or so and then they do offerings and announcements and so the pastor was having 20 at the most 25 minutes and I felt this was uh, inequity you know they wanted to have some and they were always going over time always going over the noon time which in church that's not really a good idea to do constantly every now and then it's okay because you want to keep people you know awake but to constantly be going over the the noon time when it's expected to be out at noon, that's you start losing people then. So I felt like the way to, to balance the inequity of the teachers having so much time and the pastor not having as much time was, okay let's just come in, we'll go straight, if you're going to do Sunday school, let's go straight into our classes and start right at, you know, because they came in at 10, 10, 15 is when they finally got started, you know, that sort of thing. So if they would come in at 10 o'clock, go straight into their classes, have their class time move the, the release time back so you would have another, add another 15 minutes to your service time. So you'd have an hour and 15 minutes. That'd give you plenty of time to get everything done and the pastor would have a good 30 to 40 minutes to speak. And me personally I need all the time I can get I can do it in a limited time when I pastored we had an hour-long service we didn't have Sunday school we had an hour-long service and so I had to get used to preaching inside of 30 35 minutes because we did uh, 15 minutes of worship you know uh, 15 20 minutes of worship that sort of thing and then we moved in so anyway they brought me in to do that so this was the suggestion I made to the pastor and so he called a meeting of the leaders well actually it was everybody that was doing anything at the church. It wasn't, you know, it was just everybody. So we went in, we met one evening, and so he said, uh, James has some ideas on how we can improve some things here. And so I proceeded, but like I felt like I was having the support of the pastor, I proceeded to, to tell them the whole plan. Well then, one person spoke up and said well wait a minute we had somebody get saved one time during that song before we go to sunday school we can't change that and then the pastor turned on me well you know we're not like uh you know the churches where you're from we're we're you know we're country people we're different and i mean just threw me under the bus and i'm thinking so you brought me here to make change but when i'm trying to make change you don't want to do it because it's going to make somebody unhappy see that's the problem with wanting change in our lives we want change a lot of us want change some of us are very comfortable with the way things are but that we want to change something in our lives and so we're not willing we want to change it we're excited about change it but when it comes to actually doing the change making the changes because it takes sacrifice it takes being uncomfortable for a period of time you know one of the things that I say all the time is there's one constant thing in life and that's change things are gonna change they always are because things happen in our lives people die people are born people get married people get divorced you know things happen kids grow kids grow up leave the home go to school get married you know there's always changes in our lives in our careers nobody stays with the same company for 30 and 40 years anymore so you're, you're changing and so the thing is is if you you really like the word change, you want to embrace the world the, the name the word change, but the problem is is when it comes to implementing change. And so that's the the problem with any political leader, any church leader, any organization, any business, if they want to make change, then they have to do it and they have to be willing to do some things to make changes. There's some other uh, meaning definitions for the word change. Uh, One of them is to transfer from one conveyance to another. In other words, you have to change planes. We don't like having to change planes. We want to stay, once we get in that little tiny seat, we get ourselves wedged in, we just want to go from point A to point B and be done with it. We don't want to have to get off of that plane, get our carry-ons, go into the terminal, go find the next gate, and usually it's across the airport. And if you're in Atlanta, oh my goodness, you got from one terminal, you have to get on the, the tram and all this kind of stuff, it's crazy. But you have to, and then you have to get back on, go through the cattle call again, get back on the plane. See that's a change that people don't like. But if you want to have an, if you want to have a, a less expensive flight or some places you go, you can't do anything, can't get there without change. But if you want to have a less expensive flight, sometimes you have to change planes, if it makes more sense economically you have to change planes. Another of the definitions says to give or get an equivalent amount of money to lower denominations in exchange for. In other words to give change for a five dollar bill. So I've got a five dollar bill you give me five once. So in a corporate setting uh, and, and in our life a lot of times we need to make changes we're just changing the form. We're not changing what it's actually doing whatever the thing is is we're needing to make change uh say in our organizations or in our churches there's some things that are going on we need to change what it looks like we need to change we're still kind of doing the same thing but the approach is differently in other words we split it up so say you're you're you've got one kind of program going at your church or or you're you 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 are working on something in your life you're working on uh losing weight working on losing weight well The thing is, is you're going to have to break that up. If you are exercising daily, uh, then the thing is, is at some point your body is going to get used to that and it's not going to have, not going to have as much of an effect on your body as it used to. So then you have to change it up. You have to go to something different. It's still the same thing. It's still a cardio uh, exercise. It's still weights, uh, still, but you change the approach. And so it's the same thing you're doing, but you're changing the approach so your body doesn't get used to that. So that's one of the things that you have to do. Another one is to change, to remove or replace the cover, covering or coverings of, in other words, to change a bed. In other words, we change, like, you know, if we move from seasons, we have to understand there are seasons in our lives that we have to make changes. And so you when you go from one season from summer, I can't sleep with the blankets and stuff on the bed that I can in the winter time. So we have to change, you have to take blankets off, you have to make the covers are lighter during the summer, unless you just run the air conditioner at 40 below, like I try to, and have a fan going. But do you, you change coverings, your clothes, use clothes. You have to change clothes. People have winter clothes, people have summer clothes, because you know, I see a lot of young people wearing shorts and a parka and it's like, uh, my legs get cold so I'm going to wear some long pants. So you, you have to change with the season. So in our life, our life is made up of seasons. Things that go on in our lives, there are seasons, there's a time for everything. There's something that happens in our lives and something changes so we have to adapt to that. We have to make changes to adapt to that and so we need to learn to do that. Uh, Russian writer. Leo Tolstoy says everyone thinks of changing the world but no one thinks of changing themselves and see I see that so much on on social media I see so much so many times people are saying this needs to change that needs to change this is this is it and the pro the thing is is they need to change themselves now see there are people and people I know that they're constantly having people issues in their lives they're constantly having people issues in their lives and it's always everybody somebody did me wrong they did me wrong they did me wrong everywhere they go everybody's doing them wrong the problem is is they're not realizing there's one common denominator in that whole equation one thing that is constant about that whole no matter what if you change environments if you change locations if you change cities if you change churches if you change whatever you're changing if you change jobs if you wherever you go if somebody's always treating you wrong there's one thing that's constant about that and that's you you are the one constant so we need to reassess ourselves and say listen if this is happening everywhere i go What, what do I need to look at myself, look at yourself and try to find out why that is happening. And you're going to find a lot of times it's your, it's going to be your attitude because when you've been, say the first time it was, it was true that somebody treated you poorly, treated you wrong. So when you go into the next relationship, you carry that whole emotional baggage with you and you project that onto the next relationship. So if you take that relationship and you go into it saying, you know, listen, I'm not going, I'm not going to trust them very much. I'm not going to, uh, I'm not going to give myself as much to them. I'm not going to be as honest with them because this last person hurt me. Then you're going to just end up in that same situation. There are things, traits in your life that you you need to look at and reassess. Uh, there's a, a saying that I use that said, if the whole world smells like Limburger cheese, look under your nose because it's usually right there in your own 20 square feet that you need to look at and, and so like I said like Tolstoy said everybody wants to change the world but nobody's willing to look at themselves and then as I've talked about earlier change is, is usually not popular uh, sometimes it's not popular with us but it's not popular with those in our lives uh, say if you're a corporate leader you're working your management uh, things like that you're in a church You're a leader in a church and you see that changes change needs to happen as a leader you are supposed to be able to see that that change needs to happen the problem being is those people that you work that work under you in your corporation or those people that are members of the congregation they're not going to see as much because they they love the comfort they love the consistency and you know not that we don't we don't want to be consistent we want to be we don't want to be inconsistent all the time but i'm saying there's a whole mindset that you get into, there's this comfort zone that people get into that becomes counterproductive. Uh, in the corporate world, it's people, You know, they get comfortable with what, with what they're doing, they're not willing to learn anything else, they don't want to grow past where they are because it's easy to do. They've, they've mastered what they're doing and that's all they want to do. Some people still want to grow and want challenges, but some people you actually have to kind of push along. And you have to make them grow because the thing the environment changes you know business environment changes in the church world it's like you know things get people get comfortable and they start becoming us focused instead of focusing on the reaching the world they get comfortable into a setting Uh, churches that are mobile uh, it's a lot easier for people to to not get into that change it's it's not easier for them. It's less. They're less likely to enter into that comfort zone because of the fact that they're setting up and tearing down every Sunday. You know, there's and there's always something. I've done that before. There's always something to deal with every Sunday. There's always something. If you're meeting in schools, they forgot to turn the the bells off, or uh, they forgot to leave the air conditioning on, or they, you know, whatever it was. Uh, whoever used the the cafeteria or whatever, using last for, you know, they didn't put the the tables away or you know just there's always something to deal with but when you get your own facility whether you're renting a building or that you you set up and you don't have to set up and tear down um, you have to guard against this mindset of saying uh, people getting really comfortable because then they're there they tend to sink into that chair and get really us focused oh this is so nice for us this is good for us well they they forget that they're their objective is reaching out is reaching others and so we have to guard against so as a church leader you you recognize that so you're going to have to make changes it is not going to be popular a lot of times um it's and some of you that have to answer to boards and things like that you're going to it's a murky waters to navigate but making change is not always popular uh, max locato says a man who wants to lead the orchestra has to turn his back to the crowd So if you want to lead effectively, lead and make change effectively, you're gonna have to not go with what the crowd wants sometimes. Sometimes it's great. Sometimes everybody's on board with it and that's great. But as a rule, uh, change comes hard. And so we need to learn to adapt to it. Change is something, again, change is the only constant in life. Death, taxes, change. There's always something gonna change. And so we need to be changing because we need to be refreshed. We need our, our minds, when we're studying Alzheimer's, when I do Alzheimer's presentations and stuff, the research shows that the mind needs to be activated. See if it's lulled into this, this comfortable zone where it doesn't have to think, process things, it doesn't have to process new information, then it has this tendency to be susceptible to dementia and Alzheimer's. So we, we've got to keep our brain and our minds active to keep it alive and keep it growing. We've got to constantly be growing mentally so that we, we don't, uh, don't become as so susceptible to uh, dementia and Alzheimer's because you get a brain that's not active and it starts to, uh, you know how muscles say atrophy, it'll start atrophying. You know, you don't use it, you lose it. So if you stop learning, that's one of the principles. The same way with change change is something you need to do pretty, pretty often because it keeps you on your toes. It keeps everybody on their toes and you're more aware and you're more active and it keeps things going. And in a church, you don't want things to get stale. You don't want things to get stagnant because people will start um, getting self-focused. You know, They'll focus on themselves and what they can get from the church and it becomes a routine. It becomes something they just do. I'm covering a lot of different places personal church work but i've got a wide audience so i just want to cover everybody so change comes with that and so let me bring as the closing point let me bring this around to my motivational gift study if you're if you're doing a job that does not fit your your gifts you're frustrated but if you've been somewhat successful at that or you've been successful at it it's gonna be difficult to make changes. It's comfortable to do what you're doing. It's, it's more money, the money is, is, is safe and secure. You know you're gonna be having a certain salary. But the thing is, is if you don't ever make the decision to change from doing something you've been doing just because that's what you've been doing to doing something that you're gifted to do, you'll never experience the exhilaration in life. I can tell you from experience, it's hard to do it and you have to make sacrifices to do it. But it's the most exhilarating thing in your life. It's the most and you're more alive and you're, you're a better person because of it. You're more effective as a person and, you, you're, and you're a better person to be around. You're not miserable all the time. So making change in our life, change is something that we all have to do. Change is never easy and most of the time it's not popular and you have to make some sacrifices to make change but change is beneficial. I'm not one for making change for change's sake, well, per se, sometimes you just gotta keep changing things just to keep people on their toes but as a rule, there's enough change coming in life that it's gonna affect you that way, that you're gonna have to, you'll already have that to deal with, you won't have to come up with any more change than it's already Already possible. So anyway, I just want to spend this time about change because I felt like it was something that I wanted to, to talk to you about and something I think will be very beneficial to you. So I uh, appreciate you for watching. appreciate you for listening. If you're listening to the podcast, if you're watching this on YouTube or on Facebook or what have you, I appreciate you for listening. If you're listening on the podcast or you haven't listened to my podcast, please go to subscribe to it. Uh, If you want to go to discoveru-book, discover, y-o-u, book.com, and then you can go to the media page, and there is the YouTube channel there that's got the introductory uh, teaching for the Discover U, but that, once you click that, it'll take you to the YouTube channel, and this Discover U, and then there's also my podcast is there. It's embedded. You can click that, and please subscribe to the podcast. Uh... Whatever platform you want to listen to it on, it's on Apple, it's on iTunes, it's on uh, Spotify, it's on Stitcher, it's on, it's on every podcast platform you can imagine. So whatever podcast platform you like to use, go there, you can find it, discover you, James Hooper, do the search, that sort of thing. And be sure and subscribe so you don't miss it. Uh, be sure and rate and review it. Uh, Please, I'm asking you please to go in and rate and review the podcast because people can find it easier. Also, if you have the book, Discover You, if you've had my book, got my book, Discover You, whether you bought it from Amazon or not, go to Amazon and do a review on there. Because Amazon builds an algorithm just like Facebook does, just like iTunes does. So the more uh, favorable reviews something has, the more it's going to be suggested to people you know when you go into Amazon and you buy something it says people who bought this bought this or this is something we thought you might like so if you do a positive rating if you and you know i'm not telling you to do a positive rating but if you want to do a rating please do a positive one do a rating even if you bought it directly from me you can go to Amazon because you're legitimate i don't want it, i don't want people going to do fake reviews that's not what i want i'm not trying to to ramp up a bunch of publicity, but if you have the book, whether you bought it from me or you bought it from Amazon, go to Amazon and review it. Give it a review. Give it as many stars as you can. If they had 12, I'd tell you give 12, but you know, there's five stars. So give it, you know, however many stars you want to give it, but do an honest review so people can see and people can see what, other than me telling them how good it is because I'm just sold on it because I wrote the book, I'm sold on it, but please go do a review. Again, subscribe to the podcast, do a review on the book, and I appreciate you for listening. I hope something I have said, something I I say will help you and benefit you because that's what I do it for. I do it so it will benefit people, and I will talk to you again
1: next time. Thanks. Thank you for listening to the Discover You podcast with your host, James Hooper. This podcast exists to help you grow both spiritually and personally. If you enjoyed it and think others could benefit from the content provided, please go to your favorite podcast platform and leave a review and rating. This will help others find us more easily. Also, if you haven't already, subscribe so you don't miss an episode. Thank you for joining us for the Discover You podcast.